to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. We're supposed to be at CES Las Vegas for the debut of the 2024 Chevrolet Silverado, the first electric pickup truck from Chevrolet, but we're in the Fox Theater in Detroit, which is much better for me because it's empty. We don't have to fight the crowds. And uh, we have two special guests for us only. So, <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> thank you for having us here. Yeah, hi, I'm Nicole Kratz. I'm the vehicle chief engineer for the Chevrolet, Chevrolet Silverado EV. And Hello, I'm Ryan Vaughn, design director for Chevrolet. Okay, so first of all, let's start with the design because uh, obviously we are seeing here uh, the truck here on the stage and it looks beautiful, obviously. And I guess being a new electric car is a completely different truck. It only shares the name with the the one we know so far, right? Exactly. This is a ground-up design, ground-up new design for a Silverado EV. And we're really taking advantage of our Ultium EV architecture that we have to, to do things that we've just never been able to achieve before in a full-size pickup. And from a design standpoint, uh, that means packaging the vehicle in, uh, to, to maximize interior spaciousness, maximize storage, and maximize configurability and versatility. Uh, things like a frunk and e-trunk that, that we would not be able to achieve conventionally. Um, but then also the overall look and feel and persona of the truck is a bit different than what, we, what we're used to seeing. Uh, it's very sleek. It's very muscular. It's very sculptural. Uh, and, and in a way, there's just more form uh, to it in a way that we're not used to seeing on, on full-size pickups. Uh, we've got, in, in the version that we're showing here, uh, in the reveal truck, uh, we've got 24-inch wheels. That's, that's, yeah. Those are bigger wheels than, than, than we've ever had before as well. So the overall persona of it is really uh, moving uh, the full-size pickup aesthetic forward into a, into a new space. And Nicole, uh, I'm sure you had a lot of uh, focus groups with consumers that are used to the regular internal combustion engine trucks, and uh, it probably might be some hesitation, like uh, we should move to an electric, mm -hmm. but uh, tell us about that, because that must have been a very fascinating process. Yeah, so, um, you know, a couple of things about um, EVs and pickup trucks. First of all, we know that um, to have the Silverado name, it needs to do everything that the Silverado has been known for in terms of its ICE equivalent. So durability, performance, capability, towing, um, payload, et cetera, they all need to be um, what the customers have come to expect and what a full-size pickup truck customer comes to expect. And we are delivering that as a basic um, requirement in, in the Silverado EV. Then when you get the opportunity to build an EV into the architecture and build that architecture from the ground up, as Ryan mentioned, you get opportunities to do things that are different than we've done before. So yeah. you give the customer, for example, a new chassis design that has rear steer, uh, independent rear suspension, air suspension, 24-inch wheels and tires. And what that starts to equate to is some great cornering dynamics. And the steering of the vehicle is not something that people are used to. Um, the nimbleness of the steering is something that people wouldn't be used to from a normal um, full-size truck. We also have that battery pack um, integrated into the structure. And so you get great structural dynamics, great yeah. structural feel, and it allows for the truck to feel like it's floating when it's driving over ride inputs. And so the experience from a driving perspective for someone who might be considering an EV, 
um, we're going to bring them over and show them that 400 miles of range makes it the anxiety of having to find a charge station and the infrastructure that's building in the country um, is is you know less important to yeah. that customer because we can offer 400 yeah. miles. I, I've been saying since I guess we can say that uh, we can agree that 2021 was probably the tipping point in which more models were available mm -hmm. in the general market yep. for electric cars and people are starting to like accepting the idea but i think and I'm probably i mean you know better than me obviously that the only way that people will be convinced is to drive these kind of cars right because the experience is completely different i mean this is my personal story i was a chief engineer on um, ice vehicles previously and i came over to the silverado ev to design it and i didn't have any experience oh, in really? evs ahead of time i had some electrical group experience but not in evs um, i worked with the hummer ev team to understand and learn as they were developing their product and I had that range anxiety. I took a Hummer EV from here in Michigan to Indianapolis. And in that initial moment that you yeah. think, oh my gosh, where am I gonna charge? Um, the, the features and functions that Chevrolet and GM have built into their EVs ease that anxiety as soon as you start to use it. Yeah. And so my experience was, you know, one of anxiety on day one that turned into delight by the end of the first day because the navigation system is Google integrated. It allows you to see all of the stops that are along the way, the charge route, stations. Right? Yeah. It tells you what battery percent you're gonna be at when you arrive at your destination. It tells you when you think it thinks you should charge, um, stop and charge. And, and it's an incredible experience, but until you actually it. try it out once, it's one that people tend to be a little hesitant on. And, and I think it's just a great personal story that I hope many others will, will have that experience I, I'm with. curious how long you think it took you that. I mean, and, and you're different because you're an automotive engineer, <laughs> but like, you know more than, than most I don't know. People, I mean, right? you know, but sometimes, uh, how long, how sometimes you trust the gas fuel range yeah. and sometimes you don't, right? It's the same thing. You look at that range number and go, is it really, you know, 300 miles left or is it really yeah. only 200? And you said, oh, um, I, I know it can go more maybe. <laughs> maybe it'll go more. I wasn't sure because I hadn't, you know, engineered it yet. So I will say it took me a day. It, it oh, was really? a good, the Very first short. day of that trip was one like, am I going to charge? Am I going to, you know, where should I stop? I followed the map. I followed the advice. And after that first day, the rest of the weekend was great. My daughter and I enjoyed the Hummer experience and the EV experience. And it was one where on our way home, I had zero reservations about, no. you know, would I make it or would I get there? And, and also too, like uh, even, even before you drive away, yeah. the idea is even before then, you've realized there are serious benefits here yeah. to the technology, to what we can do. I mean, we're, the, this, the, the Silverado EV is the same basic overall size as a combustion ice Silverado, yep. but it has more Maybe interior volume, more, more interior room, more better traffic. visibility more storage, more flexibility. It has a mid gate, which, which is, a you know, oh, enabled yeah, by doing this. Yeah. So it's got a, it's got this whole new dimension to it that, you know, you, you realize right away as soon as you interact with the vehicle. I mean, Ryan reduced the front overhang and the front of the truck so that we could recompartmentalize. So when you think of the fact that it's the same overall length, basically similar overall length to the Silverado ice vehicle, but it's got a longer bed, a longer cab. I mean, we're, we've basically together as a team between design and engineering really thought through how we can give the maximum benefit to the customers yeah. out of an EV. So let's talk about the uh, the front because you don't have an engine there anymore. Mm -hmm. yep. You have a very useful space there. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, a frunk uh, or an e-trunk as, as we're calling it. So large storage compartment in the front of the vehicle, a lot of packaging work done. You know, Nicole and her team 
packaging the drive unit that goes on the front axle to make sure we've got a, a low load floor so it's easy, easy to load things in and out. Those charge ports and uh, power outlets in there as well. So things like power tools, uh, you know, there, there's a work truck uh, version model. There's a fleet model. Uh, so there'll be a lot of functionality of, you know, charging cordless tools in the trunk, in the, in the front, sorry. Um, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, locked, dry, and secure. Even when you're driving to your next job site, you yeah. can arrive, your tools are fully charged. So. And easily accessible. You know, yeah. these, the idea now that we've got the load floors low so that when you're, you're stepping up to it, and you'll see it in a second, it's at waist level. So when you think about customers who need to grab things in yeah. and out, they're in a pickup truck, it's either in the cab or in the truck bed, which you're you know climbing into in and out of to get things. This um, opportunity really helps people just reach right in and, and not have that ergonomic um, issue. And I also saw some uh, sliding bed in the in the in the back, and uh, a lot of other accessories. I guess like you can design a lot of new things with a completely new truck. Exactly. So there's a lot of accessories that we're developing for the e trunk, the frunk, uh, and the bed to maximize flexibility. Uh, things like toolboxes, pull out trays, uh, sliding boxes, tie downs, uh, to really. Uh, uh, maximize the flexibility that we've got and the packaging that we have um, for retail customers and fleet and work truck customers as well. So, Nicole, let's go back a little bit to the engineering and the planning of this kind of completely new vehicle. And uh, I, I don't know, thinking for me, I'm not an engineer, obviously, <laughs> but how difficult or how advantageous it is to do this kind of work now that there's so much technology available and so many new ways of doing things because I understand this vehicle was developed in record time, right? Yeah, this is um, this is being developed in the same uh, timeline or similar timeline to the Hummer EV, which was a very short um, timeline development uh, for General Motors. And in the industry, um, certainly technology helps us. We use a lot of CAE and computer um, an, uh, analysis to be able to help us early on with the um, the numbers and stats and performance things that we're working through, designing the structure, you know, getting all the initial feedback on how the truck needs to be designed. Ryan's team also does a lot of work as well, um, computer graphics, computer animation to get a lot of the proportions. We're using small scale, large scale for testing. There's a lot of opportunity now with the technology that we have today to be able to do a lot of the upfront work without having to physically build properties. Yeah. And of course, there's still a phase that we have to have where we build hardware. We have to make sure that the truck is integrated, that it meets the quality and the performance and all of the you know specifications. So at the end of the day, there's still a need for those physical properties, but that time is certainly, as Hummer has proven, can be reduced. Yeah. Now we've still got our manufacturing footprint and we wanna make sure we're giving quality vehicles out to the customer, so we're not gonna rush it. We're not gonna go um, so fast that we skip some of those quality steps. And so, the timeline that you're seeing um, us develop things like the Hummer and our Silverado EV in is about the right you know, mix of quick to market, use of virtual tools, use of computer animation, computer aided design, but at the same time, physical testing that we need to do to make sure that it's integrated well and builds appropriately in the plant as well. Yeah. And the other advantage, I guess, is like the experience. I mean, you've been, uh, I mean, not you specifically, but- We can say you. <laughs> okay. General, General Motors have been uh, building tricks for like a hundred years. Right. So that, that gives you also an advantage and all the resources that you can just 
transformed to this kind of new vehicle, right? Exactly. Yeah, we have a really good understanding of pickups. We have great manufacturing. You know, we, we've, that's established. Um, and we really understand the pickup customer as well going in. So we could really quickly as a team make very deliberate decisions about we want, what we wanted the truck to be and uh, where we wanted to go. And then we can move really fast to execute it. So, and on the design side, you know, as Nicole mentioned, we've got lots of uh, great visualization tools. We've got virtual reality. Um, we've got a lot of cool things, but even in this compressed time, we're still doing full-size clay models yeah. and doing that work by hand because that's really how you get the refinement and the yeah. quality and just the, the love into those surfaces. And you know, General Motors, when you talk about manufacturing and scale, you know, we have a great footprint globally in terms of our manufacturing space. And you've heard Mary talking over the last year about um, new ventures and new manufacturing opportunities. And so, you know, we have a opportunity as volume builds and as the market demands that we'll be able to build more vehicles for our customers as they, you know, desire and as that demand goes up. Yeah. Let's go finally back to the experience of owning um, an electric car in general. Mm -hmm. I think, including me uh, at some level, numbers that we don't really understand, kilowatt hours, what, yeah. what does 360 mean, 150 mm -hmm. mean? So can you explain that uh, in, in the normal terms for like people to me like to understand, what does it be like? Let's talk about the capacity uh, of the battery and also the way it can be charged because this one can be charged to up to 350, I think. That's right. Uh, or as opposed to others that are only 150. Yeah, and, and that was another learning curve for me personally, so I can share that story with you. So um, when we talk about DC fast charge, that term is used, but it's very broad in terms of the capabilities. So you can do 150 kilowatt DC fast charge or 350 kilowatt. Really just the bigger number means that you can put energy into the battery faster. And so the amount of time that you spend at a charging station is reduced the bigger that number is. So 350 means less time sitting in a charge station, more time to get you out on the road. Um, that's why we're really proud of having 350 kilowatt DC fast charge. And uh, I heard this before, that it's uh, interesting that we're in a theater. I heard <laughs> an analogy like say, let's say like this theater has a capacity of 1000 seats. Mm -hmm. So in the battery, let's say that 100% is uh, those uh, yep. 1000 seats. So the first 800 people are gonna sit much faster than the last 200 because the seats are gonna be open That's and there's right. gonna be more open. So is that more or less how a battery works? That's a standard across the EV industry, yes. So the battery can take charge really quickly when it's around you know, 10, 20%, um, at zero obviously, but 20% is kind of yeah. where we want, um, where you would wanna recharge at. Um, and as it takes that energy in, it can go really fast up to 80%. And then it starts to slow itself down, and that's because of heat and energy. Oh, okay. And you can just imagine how the much process, these electrons yeah. move quickly. I mean, physically, those pieces are all moving so fast that they're creating heat, and it just slows down the time. So most folks will charge, quote unquote, the fast charging. They'll charge to 80% because that's where they have optimized their time okay. at that charge station. Whereas overnight at home, they could charge as, as high Slowly, as they yeah. want. Um, because they're going to be sitting overnight at a, a probably at a house level two charger. Yeah. You know, you could sit there for for 18 hours and charge if you wanted. Okay. Well, that's that's really really cool to understand uh, more clearly. Yeah. So, Ryan, uh, any other aspect that you want to point out before we leave? I mean, again, 
uh, we're looking at it here. It's like a beautiful blue color here. Are there any <laughs> blue, new, new special colors for the EV um, model or anything new that, that people should be looking for? So the show truck that we're uh, revealing today is uh, got a, a great blue color on it that we've developed and tweaked to really show off the form language that, that's on the truck, really sculptural forms. And we'll have a similar color in uh, production, um, not right at the beginning, but in future model years. So the, the reservations uh, today have, have opened for the, for the truck. And those first edition models uh, that'll, be, that'll be produced first uh, will actually be available in black and white. And, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff like uh, lighting signatures. You know, we've got a full cross car width uh, lamp on the, on the front of the truck. It has animations, walk up and walk away animations. Okay. It has charging animations. So when you're charging the truck, the lights will animate to show you cool. that it's charging and what the status is. Uh, I don't know, if, did we touch on the mid gate? A little um, bit, yeah. Little you bit, mentioned yeah, it so, that it opens so you can expand the Yeah, the you can. You, you can. There's multiple configurations of that, so you can uh, expand the size of the bed. So a lot of lot of configurability, and then on the interior as well, uh, we've got a whole new infotainment suite on the interior. A 17 inch diagonal, freeform touch display, LCD touchscreen, and uh, really great functionality on that. But still, very usable, very straightforward. So, you know, the idea is you can just jump in and everything is very natural and easy to use. So the, the truck, it's coming in uh, in 23, right? Uh, so you still have some time. Uh, is this what we're going to see in production or what else is going to be? What's your job from now? Yeah, <laughs> my job from now. This truck is, <laughs> this is a single built, a uh, hand built truck that Ryan's um, team and Warren put together. And um, what you see overall is accurate. It's, um, it's what we're working to. There are um, opportunities because we haven't finished all of the okay. tooling and all of the integrations. So we're working a lot on the integration of the chassis and the propulsion system. We're working on optimizing, you know, frunk bin space as much as possible, and um, just making sure that everything comes together, integrates into a very refined final execution. And, okay. and that takes time along with developing safety chassis controls and all of the you know propulsion and chassis systems to work together i mean this is a very technologically advanced vehicle we're going to have our first ever um, keyless start truck so this is you have your key fob or your phone and you can get in and the truck just turns on you don't have to push a button to do it to to, to turn the um, truck on when we talk about that super cruise with trailering is another technology that's in there all of the um, infotainment work that um, Ryan just talked about with having the display is set up differently. There's some trays now for virtualized tools instead of having wow. virtualized buttons kind of hidden in pages. We've brought them forward and have put them on the center screen at the home screen, let's just say. All of that takes some time and, and work to make sure that it integrates without, you know, bugs and things that um, we just don't want in a quality product. Well, hopefully the microchip uh, crisis will be over by then. <laughs> I can really look forward to to drive this uh, truck in the near future. So thank you very much for having us here. And uh, we're gonna take a closer look to it. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Yeah, thank thanks, you, it's our pleasure. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.